Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Carlita, and I am on the phone with Chaos. What's going on today, Chaos? Hey, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You just released your album, Can't Fly Without Gravity. Yeah, it's been like a week now, so it feels good finally to get it out there. Yeah, so have you been surprised by the reaction? Uh, I'm always surprised that people still, you know, care about what I do because my music is very personal. So, um, and I've been told this in many different ways by many different people. It actually has a reaction beyond just a few people that maybe I know or whatever. You're always, always surprised. Also, it's been a while. But, you know, I've been putting out records for 10 years, and there's a surprise more in the fact that people are actually still interested in that because that's an amazing thing. Right. Well, I, I mean, I, I definitely think, obviously, you've been putting out quality music, you know, since you dropped. So there there will always be an audience when you have something to say. Oh, I appreciate that. And uh, you know what? There's a yin-yang side of that. I think that's why I don't really freak out and why I still make records is because I know that to be true. Right. But I also know we live in a very superficial time right now. And sometimes... I, I have a new saying where sometimes saying something or being having an idea beyond your music that's deeper is like putting the lights on in a party. Right. You know? Everybody's yeah. partying and it's dark and it's a good mood and then all of a sudden someone turns on the light and you just bump people out. So I try to sort of not not be so aggressive with the things I say and kind of keep the mood, try to make a song or music. And I think what I've learned over years is to make the music so that people get into it and then put the message within something that people are already into. I think that's a new challenge for me because I spent a lot of my career making music that purposely just tried to, you know, throw people off. And right. That was a stage, and I'm at a different stage, you know? Right, right. So let's take it all the way back. Can you remember your first musical memory? Uh, yeah, I think it was probably my dad's record collection because he was very... He had an, he still does have an extensive record collection. So really it was about not being allowed to go in there and sort of feeling I was doing something wrong by judging his record player and putting his records on. Some of the first records I put on were Bob James, Miles Davis, Ahmad Jamal, George Benson. Wow. So those, those, those jazz records to me, because they had the most interesting cartoon-like album covers. So as a right. kid, I just used to take the album covers that looked like they were like comic books or whatever. And, uh, go listen to them. So those are my first musical thing of me, like sort of making a choice to listen to something and choosing from my dad's collection what I would want to hear. So that's sort of the beginning of the path for me. So you toured with India Ari. So how was that experience? Hey, uh, that was amazing. I mean, I did she heard my music before, so she kind of like, it was in Slum Village, but it was a new Slum Village lineup where Bot 10 was on the lineup with them. I don't think JD was there either, so it was like, the, the, it was kind of the new, kind of when they put out Selfish, mm-hmm. the newer songs, that's when I was, uh, they were on the tour, so she kind of had these kind of hip-hop guys mm. uh, opening for her, so it was a very interesting tour because she would do her thing and had her audience, but everyone who played before her was, you know, beats and rhymes and stuff, and I found that very endearing that that's what she wanted people to sort of hear she obviously was a hip-hop fan right very gracious probably the best catering i ever had in my life on a tour uh you know there's this guy on tour i always use a saying called when i want to say something Mm -hmm. 
but I know it might be a little bit too much for people to hear I say it, and if they react really weird, I always say, I'm playing, but I'm saying. And there was this guy on the tour, her, her, her lighting guy would just say that all day. You know, we'd be, you know, spending too much time in sound check, and he'd yell at us. He's like, I'm saying, playing, but I'm saying. So I got that saying from that tour. Uh, no pun intended. And, uh, she introduced me to Sade. She ended up playing Shepherd's Bush Empire, which was kind of the climax of the tour, because we toured with her in America, and then she took us to Europe right. a couple of days. And she's like, come to my change room right now. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so I go in there, and Sade's in there, and I just, my first reaction is when I saw her, I just, I ran over and kissed her. And she's, Sade's like, totally with it. Wow, dude, you need to relax right now. Like, <laughs> so that was, that was, she's a lovely lady, man. We still speak. Yeah. She's in my brother's wedding in Atlanta. My parents still speak to her. She's an amazing woman. Nice. So she, yeah. she's like ageless, right? Yeah, she's amazing, man. She's like one of the most, spir- honestly, spiritual and not contrived singers that I know. Like, she's very sensitive. Mm-hmm. So if your energy's weird or, you're angry, she senses that, you know, and it's it's an intimidating thing to be around, but it's also very quite refreshing as well. Right. Well, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. So, you have won a couple of judo awards. That's true. Hey, how was it when you won your first one? I don't remember, because I'm very anti, at that point I was very anti-awards. I, was, I wasn't really into the whole thing of it, like... When I put out that record and it did that well, uh, yes, I was happy because I felt like I was an age in my life where I didn't know where my life was going. So when that record came out and it started to do well, I was like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So that record was big for that for me. It just confirmed that, like, don't quit, don't, you know, just go into, like, radio broadcasting or whatever. Right. I went to university for, you know, film or something. This is really what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. And that's great, you know. And nothing is more proof that more was getting awards, but you know, I just I was in such a punk rock mode about it because I felt like you know, to be honest, I, I feel like sometimes in Canada because there's so few urban artists, mm-hmm. or let me just read just black artists. There's no real black people on television. I'm not talking about like mixed people or people that white people can see themselves in. Right. I'm talking about black people, African looking people. We don't really have celebrities in Canada like that. Right. You know, after, you know, Kanan was an example, but he, he also has an aesthetic that's very exotic in East African as well that people can kind of get their head around, right. you know, and see themselves. And as far as like the nappy head <laughs> celebrities and, you know, I'm keeping it so real right now. Oh, yeah. It's just, this is something that I'm observing as I speak. Right. Canada's not really known for that. Mm-hmm. You can't turn on TV and see a Lauren like black woman on television who sells a lot of records that's endeared by the nation. Right. So, when someone who looks like me was being, you know, celebrated, a little bit of me was weary of it. Like, am I the token person yeah. doing this? You know, Crap Bucket's a really happy song. You know, am I? Is this what I really want? So that's where you get the chaos as a very reluctant pop star. Right. Because I didn't really believe the hype, you know? And I'm not saying that record wasn't good. There's a lot of, man, I used to be, I love that song. I still play it. When I play it, I feel it crucial. There's a lot of ital like, really good soulful music. But for the most part, if you see Chaos's name above and beyond outside of the underground community, most people will hear Crap Bucket at a wedding, and that's what it is, right? It's like right. that song. So, 
I didn't really know how to embrace it because I kind of came out trying to be a revolutionary, and then to be the worst thing to do to someone who's trying to be revolutionary is yeah. embrace embrace them. <laughs> yeah, a la Kurt Cobain. Yeah. There you go, and that's we're born on the same day, and etc. To the point where he's not with us anymore. I think yeah. he struggled with that. Right. We, you know, trying to change his lyrics and be this and be so punk rock and just be this mean person because everyone loved him because at the end of the day he was a blonde hair, blue eyed very Midwestern American kind of dude at the bottom line of it. Right. doesn't matter what art art conglomerates he was a part of or how much he knew about the inner punk world. When someone saw him in a striped sweater in a high school rocking his guitar, everything just came back to Led Zeppelin. Right. So, yeah, it's something to be very... As Brad Pitt says, no one is uh, prepared for any levels of the beast of fame. No one is prepared mm-hmm. for it. It's a tricky thing. Right. It keeps changing its face, depending on how far you get into it. So, I think that's why I don't remember the Junos, because I kind of went up there, I didn't thank anybody. You know, at the, at the party, I was kind of phased out. I don't, now I, now, my parents have them in a cabinet here, and I have to, when I go down in the basement into the tool room to get stuff, I see them in the cabinet, and I, I kind of smile, because it's, it's, they're almost like medals or something. Right. More so than awards, like, yo, I've been through this. I was going to ask you where you kept them. Yeah, yeah, no, my parents are really proud of all that stuff. They have a room with, like, newspaper clippings and all my clothes that I stored from that era. But I, I can go in one room in my in my house and put on an outfit straight from Joy for Rebellion age. Like, nice. it's just there, like a museum. And I, I respect my parents for that because it reminds me, but it's also very kind of weird, too, you know? Right. 